If you listen and you finally made it Now the greatest movie you ever seen is about to play Right before your eyes Last days We can't pay the price He already paid it You're robing your crown Don't throw it away Time is short It's precious, don't waste it Jubilee. Are we close to the final seal? I don't know, but I know for sure that the time is near. Won't be long until we out of here. Listen, if you got an ear, Abba is with us. Tell me who I should fear. 400 years, our vision was blurry, but now we got it clear. The answer is in the luminaries. Thought I was in the truth, but I wasn't. Reset. Back to the original way. What would the prophet say about the calendar if they was living the day? Every Saturday ain't the Sabbath, I'm feeling the way. We gotta get on track and remember the feast. Slaves starting to resemble Levitical priests Under the high priest, the heavens is his timepiece Look up, the jubilee is coming The final atonement, the day of redemption for the chosen Somebody gotta pay We can't pay the price, he already paid it Your robe and your crown, don't throw it away Time is short, it's precious, don't waste it Do you know how long we John, who could break the seven seals? The angels watch, he was shedding tears. Don't cry, worthy is the lamb. Is this a new song I hear? The lamb has the book. The heavens rejoice as he opens it. Seven angels blowing trumpets, let the show begin. Three woes, who can endure till it's over with? All these blood moons, nobody noticing. We distracted. Blinded by the cares of this life, a great falling away. Many abandoning Christ, now they censor the truth and call it hate speech. They want you to stay asleep. Hoping that you don't find out the secrets of time is in the Jubilee. Look at the sign. Genesis 1 and 14, they don't want you to see. Add it up. 120 times 50. Stay repentant, he's coming swiftly. The lion's on the way. What's up, beloved? Welcome back to another episode. This is the season five finale. All praise and glory to the Most High. That was the Rock I Bar on the intro music, the full song, the vent part 14, the Jubilee. And so for this episode, I'm going to go through some miscellaneous scriptures that may have been referenced in this fifth season of TPR, but maybe not fully read, or just some applicable scriptures that I want to put into this episode. And before we get there, I kind of want to recap some of the scriptures that were read and mentioned in the last episode, and specifically the scriptures that I put in the episode description of last episode, TPR 270, Famine of the Word. And so just as a heads up, it's important for you to always keep an eye on the episode descriptions. Um, I'm not sure if you pay attention to that or not, but a lot of times I will 
put applicable scriptures in the episode descriptions or if there's a scripture that should have gone into the episode but I didn't read it or say it aloud in the episode, a lot of times I'll just put it in the episode description. So definitely take note and pay attention to the episode descriptions. I try to always put relevant information and or scriptures in there. And even just for an example, in TPR 269, I updated the times of prayer and I didn't even specify the times of prayer verbalized in that episode. I just wrote it in the episode description. And I said moving forward that the times of prayer are not always going to have their own separate episode. I may just write it in the episode description. So for the times of prayer and just for other relevant information, make sure you're reading the episode descriptions when you come to listen to this podcast series TPR because there might be an important scripture or something important in the episode descriptions. And as far as what was written in the episode description for last episode TPR 270 Famine of the Word, let's read it and then explain a little bit further. So the episode description last episode says the first first scripture I put is Second Baruch chapter 20 lines one through four. We read lines one through two in the episode. And then I, as I was preparing the episode, I went and saw further context in second Baruch. And that's why I added lines three and four into the episode description. And that's what I mean is sometimes I won't actually read all the relevant lines or mention it, verbalize it in the episode. But if I miss it, then Afterwards, post-production, I'll write it in the episode description so you could see it there. That's why it's important to pay attention. But like we wrote in the episode description, TPR 270, 2 Baruch 20, 1 through 4. Therefore, behold, the days come and the times shall hasten more than the former, and the seasons shall speed on more than those that are past, and the years shall pass more quickly than the present years. Therefore have I now taken away Zion, that I may the more speedily visit the world in its season. That's what I read in the last episode, but now continuing on the next couple of lines. Now, therefore, hold fast in your heart everything that I command you and seal it in the recesses of your mind. And then I will show you the judgment of my might and my ways which are unsearchable. So those two lines really should have been read in the last episode because we were talking about storing up the word in our hearts and on our mind. And it even says, now, therefore, hold fast in your heart everything that I command you and seal it in the recesses of your mind. So that quite literally would have been perfect to read in the in the last episode, but I didn't actually read it. But it was right there in the episode description. And then the following line, and then I will show you the judgment of my might and my ways which are unsearchable. And that also is applicable to the last episode as well, because we were talking about Isaiah 55, the Most High's ways are not our ways, his thoughts and ways are higher than ours. Um, and like I was saying, we can't even fathom or understand the things that the Most High does. It would blow our mind if he uh, showed us all that Yah does. Obviously, he's the creator. He's the only Elohim. He's the Most High, El Elyon. And this even says his ways, which are unsearchable, right? You know, mind-blowing. You can't even search them out. We can't even comprehend it. So, perfect example of lines that could have been and should have been read in the last episode but didn't make it in there so it made it into the episode description so that's what I'll do a lot of times because really the most high's ways are unsearchable these scriptures like there's there can always be more scriptures to be to like there's always more you know what I'm saying so that's just how this podcast series works is 
I say what I say, I do what I do for the episode. And then as I'm editing it or going back, I'm always like, oh, there could be this or there, there's always more. That's how unsearchable the most high's ways are. That's how connected the scriptures are. So there can always be more and it doesn't always make it into the episode. Sometimes like you've heard about, um, I think I explained this a little bit in TPR 260, structured spiritual sacrifices. If there's something super, super important, then I'll go back and record like a separate clip and add it into the episode. But Sometimes the flow of the episode is just better if I don't even add anything in. So that's when I'll just write it in the episode description. But there can always be more. This is a perfect example of things that weren't said or read in the last episode, but made it into the episode description. And that's also, too, like we were saying in the last episode, that it's on you guys to grow and to seek the most high for yourself. So, you know, even if I don't say it and explain and elaborate the points, like, a lot of you should have been able to just read that scripture in the episode description and be like, oh, boom, this this goes perfectly right along with what Rye was said. You know, I, I'm not going to nobody can do this walk for you. So I can't explain every single detail all the time. I obviously do my best, but the rest of it is on you to see the context of these scriptures, to seek the word and the most high for yourself. And like I said, this was simple. If you just kept reading beyond what I said in the episode, you could see those lines and it's like, oh, perfect. That that makes perfect sense. So that's why I'll add it into the episode descriptions. Um, and then another verse that I put in the episode description is 2 Baruch chapter 48, 32 through 34. And it shall come to pass in those days that all the inhabitants of the earth shall be moved one against another because they know not that my judgment has drawn nigh. For there shall not be found many wise at that time, and the intelligent shall be but a few. Moreover, even those who know shall most of all be silent. And there shall be many rumors and tidings, not a few, and the doings of phantasmata shall be manifest, and promises not a few be recounted. Some of them shall prove idle, and some of them shall be confirmed. So again, this can be applied to what we spoke about in that episode, the last episode, TPR 270. And then an important scripture as well, which we were we were reading from the book of Amos chapter 8 in the last episode, but I put also in the episode description, Amos 3, 3 through 8. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Will a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he have taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? Shall a shofar be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and Yahuwah has not done it? Surely Adonai Yahuwah will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants the prophets. The lion has roared, who will not fear? Adonai Yahuwah has spoken, who can but prophecy? So that's Amos 3, 3 through 8. And those are the verses that were in the episode description from last episode, TPR 270, Famine of the Word. And we'll speak a little bit further about some things that we covered in the last episode. But first, some additional scriptures in 2 Baruch that I want to read for you as well. 2 Baruch 51, 5 through 11. When therefore they see those over whom they are now exalted, but who shall then be exalted and glorified more than they, they shall respectively be transformed the latter into the splendor of angels, and the former shall yet more waste away in wonder at the visions and in the beholding of the forms. 
for they shall first behold and afterwards depart to be tormented. But those who have been saved by their works, and to whom the Torah has been now a hope and understanding, an expectation of wisdom, a confidence, shall wonders appear in their time. For they shall behold the world which is now invisible to them, and they shall behold the time which is now hidden from them, and time shall no longer age them. For in the heights of that world shall they dwell, and they shall be made like unto the angels, and be made equal to the stars, and they shall be changed into every form they desire, from beauty into loveliness, and from light into the splendor of glory. For there shall be spread before them the extents of paradise, and there shall be shown to them the beauty of the majesty of the living creatures which are beneath the throne, and all the armies of the angels who are now held fast by my word, lest they should appear, and are held fast by a command, that they may stand in places till their advent comes. So that's 2 Baruch chapter 51, 5 through 11, and that's going to be applicable to what the verse that we're about to get to in a moment. But see, in line 10, it says, For in the heights of that world shall they dwell, and they shall be made like unto the angels, and be made equal to the stars, and they shall be changed into every form they desire, from beauty into loveliness, and from light into the splendor of glory. We're going to explain a little bit more. But now let's get to Second Baruch chapter 77, 12 through 16. Nevertheless, do this for us, your people. Write also to our brethren in Babel, a sefer of doctrine and a scroll of hope, that you may confirm them also before you depart from us. For the shepherds of Yasharel have perished, and the lamps which gave light are extinguished, and the fountains have withheld their steam whence we used to drink. And we are left in the darkness, and amidst the trees of the forest, and the thirst of the wilderness. And I answered and said unto them, Shepherds and lamps and fountains come from the Torah, and though we depart, yet the Torah abides. If therefore you have respect to the Torah and are intent upon wisdom, a lamp will not be wanting and a shepherd will not fail and a fountain will not dry up. And so this also is applicable to what we covered in the last episode about seeking the word for yourself and not seeking people and too much knowledge and not relying on this podcast or this person or who, whoever it may be. And this even says that shepherds and lamps and fountains come from the Torah. And though we depart, yet the Torah abides. The word is there for you. The Torah is there. That is your shepherd. The Torah, the scriptures, the word, the entire scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, Apocrypha, the scripture is your shepherd. Yahusha HaMashiach, who is the word, you know, in John chapter 1, Yahusha is the word, and Yahusha is your shepherd. So as long as the word abides, as long as the Torah abides, you will never need another shepherd, another light to guide you. You have Yahusha HaMashiach, the high priest, the shepherd. Yahusha is the word. And I answered and said unto them, shepherds and lamps and fountains come from the Torah. And though we depart, yet the Torah abides. If therefore you have respect to the Torah and are intent upon wisdom, a lamp will not be wanting and a shepherd will not fail and a fountain will not dry up. So, as long as you have that word, that is your fountain, that is your light, that is your shepherd. Yahusha is the word, right? So that's blessed right there, all right? And that's what I mean is don't rely on another person. Don't rely on a podcast or content or ministries, but seek the Most High for yourself through the word of the Most High. Yahusha is the word. Yahusha is the shepherd. And as long as you have the Torah and the scriptures and the word and Yahusha, then you always have a guide and a light and a path and a way to the Father, Yahuwah.
Yah willing. Praise and glory to Yah. Hallelujah. All right, and then 2 Baruch chapter 85, 4 and 5. If therefore we direct and dispose our hearts, we shall receive everything that we lost and much better things than we lost by many times. For what we have lost was subject to corruption and what we shall receive shall not be corruptible. So that's blessed. And speaking of corruptible versus incorruptible, let's go back to that cross-reference about being changed, like we saw in 2 Baruch 51. Let's just get it one more time. Line 10, For in the heights of that world shall they dwell, and they shall be made like unto the angels, and be made equal to the stars, and they shall be changed into every form they desire, from beauty into loveliness, and from light into the splendor of glory. So the cross-reference for that is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And this is something that we've alluded to and explained in this fifth season of TPR. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, let's pick it up in line, line 40 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul, the last Adam was made a quickening ruach. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy, the second man is Yahuwah from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Elohim, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed." In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the shofar shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Sheol, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the Torah. But thanks be to Elohim, which gives us the victory through our Adonai Yahusha HaMashiach. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of Yahuwah, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in Yahuwah. So this verse is super important because it clearly states that we have physical bodies and we have spiritual bodies. And in line 50, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Elohim, neither does corruption inherit incorruption, right? So our physical body cannot enter or inherit the kingdom of Elohim, only the spiritual can. 
Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the shofar shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, we shall be changed. And this corruptible must put on incorruption, meaning our physical bodies, we are leaving and being changed from our physical bodies into our spiritual bodies. And so this is what we've we've explained and alluded to in this fifth season of TPR. It started with the paradigm shift happened around TPR 250 and the seeds have been planted and they were majorly planted in TPR 247, speaking about the true 10 commandments. And then the paradigm shift happened in 250, but we were talking about the spiritual nature of Messiah's covenant. And I said, and we've been referencing, referencing this verse. And I believe this is the first, first time in this fifth season of TPR that we're reading it. But even in line 51, or even in chapter 51 of Second Baruch, line 10, for in the heights of that world shall they dwell and they shall be made like unto the angels and be made equal to the stars and they shall be changed into every form they desire from beauty into loveliness and from light into splendor of glory. So I've, I've used the phrase that Yah willing, trying to make it into the kingdom, we will be like angelic beings because we are switched to a spiritual body flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom. We're not going to be in a flesh physical body. We are in a spiritual body, which is why I say we will be like angelic beings. And that's why in Second Baruch, in this cross reference, it said, and they shall be made like unto the angels because we're in a spiritual body. An angelic being, you're similar to an angel. You're in a spiritual body, right? Because flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom. And in TPR 247, speaking about the Ten Commandments, we spoke about how when Moses came down with the true Ten Commandments, his face was shining because he was so spiritual at that point. And then Messiah, he was transfigured in front of the disciples and he was shining. And we were talking about that's the point of Messiah's spiritual covenant. It's all spiritual because it's getting us ready Everything that we're seeing with the paradigm shift, everything that we've seen with Messiah's seven spiritual covenant is that it's all spiritual. It's getting us ready for the spiritual realm, for the kingdom, Yah willing. And that's why we cover the scriptures in Romans where it talks about how physical and carnal is death, but spiritual is life and peace and stuff like that. Because the reason why Paul in the New Testament was focusing so much on spiritual, spiritual, spiritual is because we have to, we have to be ready to be switched to a spiritual body. And this even goes along with some of the mind blowing things that we were speaking about in the last episode is part of the reason I believe for these, like even with time speeding up and going by faster, that is the most high getting us used to miraculous mind blowing things by us seeing time going by faster. Why? Because The scripture says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we are going to be switched. Those that endure to the end will be switched to a spiritual body in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye. So if you think that what I was speaking about in the last episode sounds too unbelievable and you don't believe it and you don't think it's true, whether it be time speeding up or the other things that we talked about in the last episode, I really encourage you to reevaluate that because if you are believing in the scriptures, you have to believe that those that endure to the end, it says... 
behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. And what does it mean by sleep? It means we shall not all die. Sleep in the scriptures is talking about dying, especially in this context. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, which means die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the shofar shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So this also is why it's so important in Messiah's seven spiritual covenant for us to be focusing on these spiritual things because that is the goal is to endure to the end so that you actually don't see death and that in the twinkling of an eye, you will be switched to a spiritual body. So that's what I'm saying is if you think what I said in the last episode is too unbelievable that you could open up your scriptures and the words are just gone out of there. I mean, the scriptures say with Elohim, all things are possible and with Elohim, nothing shall be impossible. So really... If what I and like I said, I'm not even saying 100% sure in of what I talked about in the last episode as fact or whatever. I was just putting it out there of the possibility. But if you think what I said sounds too outlandish in the last episode, then in a sense, you're kind of limiting the power of the most high or doubting the power of the most high. You have to be leave and be ready to be switched from your physical body into a spiritual body in the twinkling of an eye. So if the most high can do that, who's to say he can't do the things that we talked about in the last episode or allow the things that we talked about in the last episode. So that to me is why the most high is showing us miracles and miraculous things, even like time speeding up. We covered the scriptures in the last episode and explained about that. The most high showing us mind blowing things before our very eyes, because we are to be ready for these mind blowing things. And that is the goal is to endure to the end. Messiah said, those that endure to the end will be saved and to be switched to a spiritual body in an instant. So that is the goal of all of this. And that is why with the feast day, that's why this whole thing was a a mind-blowing paradigm shift in this fifth season of TPR. Like I said, around 250, 251, and then ever since, understanding the spiritual nature of the feast day is like, guys, This is the goal right here is to be switched to a spiritual body in an instant. And that's why focusing on, oh, what type of unleavened bread are we eating for the feast days or what tent are we sleeping in for the Feast of Tabernacles? How physical and how fleshly and how carnal does that sound when the real goal of this is to be switched to a spiritual body in an instant in the twinkling of an eye? And that is the point of why Paul was saying, guys, flesh is death. We covered it in Romans, flesh is death, but spiritual is life because this is what we are preparing for. This is why Messiah's covenant became spiritual and why we are focusing so hard on the spiritual things because this this flesh cannot enter into the kingdom. This is corruptible, but the spiritual is everlasting. And that's what we are striving for, Yah willing, praise and glory to him. And so again, like I mentioned, when Moshe came down with the true 10 commandments, he was shining. And when Messiah was transfigured, he was shining. It was that angelic spiritual being. That's that's what it means when they were shining like that. And Moses, when he came down with the true Ten Commandments, he was shining. And Messiah was shining. They were he was it was that angelic spiritual being. And that's why I've referenced it in that way, is that is the goal. And all of this physical and flesh stuff is it is a sense passing away because the corruptible flesh cannot enter into the kingdom. 
And it's all about the spiritual. And like I said, this right here is the goal is the twinkling of an eye. That is the mystery that Paul is showing us and being changed to a spiritual body. So that's what I'm saying is when you think if, if that, if that is the goal, if that is what the scriptures say, that those are the miracles that we need to be expecting and ready for. And this is why the most high, like I said, is because it's all mind blowing. And even what I covered last season in TPR 209, Noah, speaking about the Note movie, and then in TPR 255 this year, Cafe Vibes, same thing with Messiah coming back. That is going to be an event that is so mind-blowing because it's not something that any of us have physically seen before. So it's something really unfathomable, unfathomable, unsearchable, mind-blowing, right? So the reason why the Most High, he's prepping our minds for this spiritual stuff. So it, again, this is why if you're focused on these fleshly things, like what kind of unleavened bread you're eating or what type of tent you're sleeping in for tabernacles, that is not that is not prepping you to be switched to a spiritual body. And that's why we've spoken about the spiritual sacrifices and the hours of prayer, because the goal is to make it into the kingdom, Yah willing, where we are praising and worshiping the Most High all together on one accord, all throughout the day. And that's why introducing the hours of prayer and restoring the hours of prayer that never went away, we just forgot it, like we've spoken about. We just forgot it, but restoring the hours of prayer, the spiritual sacrifices, this is the goal, is we are striving for that kingdom. And all of this fleshly physical stuff that people are focusing on is not really getting them anywhere. And understanding how to better praise the Most High, how to worship the Most High, understanding the hierarchy of the High Priest, Yahushua Mashiach, is the way that we get to the Father, Yahuwah, glory and praise to Yah. Understanding all of that is important. And like I said, it all comes down to we are trying to become, be switched to that spiritual body, be like an angelic being. And again, the angels don't eat, they don't eat physical flesh food like we're eating. Like they don't have to decide what types of unleavened bread they're eating for tabernacles. That's what I'm saying is that is a carnal fleshly conversation to be having or in a very fleshly type of worship of the most high is like, oh, I'm eating physical unleavened bread or I'm sleeping in a physical tent. But how much more powerful is spiritual worship of the most high? Spiritual sacrifices, which are our prayers, our alms, true righteousness, spiritual righteousness to the Father Yahuwah through Yahushua HaMashiach. And that really leads me to another very important verse is something that gets referenced a lot, is worshiping the Most High in spirit and in truth, or in Ruach and in truth. John chapter 4, starting at line 23, But the hour comes, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in Ruach and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. Elohim is that Ruach, and they that worship him must worship him in Ruach and in truth, right? So this phrase gets tossed around a lot, worship the Most High in spirit and in truth. And again, who is the truth? Yahusha, right? Yahusha is the way, the truth, and the life, right? Like we see in the scriptures, Yahusha is the truth. So when it says, the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, in Ruach and in truth, who is the truth? Yahusha HaMashiach. 
But the hour comes and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in Ruach and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. Right? So the Father seeks such to worship him in Ruach and in truth. Who is the truth? Yahusha Hamashiach. So the only way to worship the Father is in Yahusha Hamashiach. The high priest in the name of Yahushua Hamashiach is the only way to worship the Father. And that's why, again, like we covered in TPR 243, Enoch warning, and a few times after, all the people that, you know, doubt the Messiah, doubt the New Testament, there's only one way to the Father. The only way you can worship the Father is in Ruach and in truth. And who is the truth? Yahushua HaMashiach. So through the high priest, Yahushua HaMashiach, in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach is how you worship the Father. And so again, he is seeking such to worship him, the Father, in Ruach and in truth, right? In spiritual. So again, if our worship of the Most High is, oh, well, I'm keeping the Passover and unleavened bread by eating physical unleavened bread, that's not in Ruach and in truth. That is in flesh and in physical unleavened bread. But he says he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. So the truth is Yahushua HaMashiach. We have to be under the covenant, the seven spiritual covenant consecrated by the blood of Messiah, that is the one way. And the other ways we have to be in the Ruach to do it, offering up spiritual sacrifices, right? So if you want to hear more about the feast days, it's TPR 250, TPR 251, and many episodes after that. But but the hour comes and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in Ruach and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. And notice it says, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in Ruach and in truth, because what's the opposite of truth? False. So the false worshipers are those that doubt the New Testament and doubt the Messiah, and they think they're worshiping the Most High, but the hour comes and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in Ruach and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. So we could see that the true worshipers, right? We want to be the ones truly and purely worshiping the Most High in spirit and in truth, in Ruach and in truth. Yahusha is the truth, and we have to do it in the Ruach through spiritual sacrifices and leaving this flesh and this physical behind. And like I said, we are trying to be like angelic beings, right? In a spiritual body. So we have to elevate to that level. And if our conversations or our feast days or our worship of the Most High is based on flesh food or flesh tabernacles or flesh tents or flesh physical things, that's not really worshiping him in Ruach and in truth. And that's why it was a a crazy paradigm shift because it took it to another level. We would always read this verse, yeah, worship him in spirit and truth. We would read the Romans verses where Paul says, yeah, uh, walk in the spirit, live in the spirit. And we'd be like, yeah, 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 live in the spirit. Yeah, worship him in spirit and truth. But it's clearly another level of, like I said, leaving behind the physical things and worshiping him in spirit and in truth. In the high priest, Yahushua Mashiach, and in the Ruach, spiritual sacrifices, all praises, hallelujah. Amen. And then I believe in TPR 259, might have been in, in uh, 260 as well, but I think definitely in TPR 259 is when we were speaking about, again, how our prayers are spiritual sacrifices. You know, we spoke about spiritual sacrifices a lot. It started in 251, but in 259 and 260, we were talking about spiritual sacrifices, the structured spiritual sacrifices. And I mentioned in one of those episodes, I think 259, how the concept of our prayers being spiritual sacrifices is also mentioned in Revelation multiple times. And in those episodes, we covered in 
the book of Acts, I believe Acts chapter 10, showing our prayers definitively being spiritual sacrifices, our prayers. And I mentioned, oh, it's also in Revelation. And just to get some of those verses as well, Revelation chapter 8, line 3 and 4. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all Kodeshem upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the Kodeshem ascended up before Elohim out of the angel's hand. So again, our prayers are spiritual sacrifices. And again, this is revelation, right? The end, the end, right? This is the last book of the scriptures, Revelation. This is what we are striving for. Like that first Corinthians, Paul said, I show you a mystery, right? This is what we are striving for. And this is what I mean is it's important for us to evaluate and reevaluate what are we doing? How are we worshiping the most high? Because like, think about this, like the prayers of the Kodeshem, the prayers of the saints, the prayers of the set apart ones, glory to the most high are ascending up before Elohim as a spiritual sacrifice, right? Our prayers. So this is the worship that the Most High wants from us. This is a, he wants us to worship him in Ruach and in truth. And this, a spiritual sacrifice, our prayers going up to him as a spiritual sacrifice. This is what the Most High wants. And like I said, this is the goal. This is what we are striving for, is to be in that angelic being, a spiritual body, right? To be switched in the twinkling of an eye to a spiritual body. So this is the goal. And like I said, just hearing this and seeing these scriptures, then when you go back to what type of physical bread are we eating? What kind of tent are we sleeping in? How physical and fleshly and carnal and vain really does that sound? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that tent is not entering into the kingdom. That physical bread that you're eating is not entering into the kingdom. What is going to ascend up to the kingdom where Elohim is? The, your prayers. That is what can ascend up there. Your prayers and the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the Kodeshem, ascended up before Elohim out of the angel's hand. That is what Yah wants from us. And when we are in the kingdom, Yah willing, worshiping the Most High all throughout the day, all together on one accord, praising and worshiping the Most High together, it's spiritual at that point. It's not physical. We don't get to pull out physical unleavened bread and see, look, I, 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 I ate physical unleavened bread or pull out a physical tent and say, look, I slept in a tent during tabernacles. It's about spiritual. All right. And seeing these comparisons of what it's really about, what it really means to worship the Most High in Ruach and in truth is important. And these are things that we covered all throughout this fifth season of TPR. And y'all willing, I think in this episode later on, I'll just do a brief review. I'll go through the episodes from season five just to kind of recap some thoughts or or whatever we covered. I mean, you guys have heard it. You guys have been here. But if you are new here, I think I might go through each episode is just do a quick review of season five. Like I said, the paradigm shift happened in 250. The seeds had been planted. They got majorly planted in TPR 247. The shift happened in 250. 251, probably my most important episode I've done, Glory and Praise of the Most High. And we've just been rolling and growing and elaborating and adding more scriptures ever since. And that's why now I'm just adding even more scriptures, you know, kind of just trying to bring it all together for you. Glory and praise of the Most High. Hallelujah. All right. And then what we also covered in TPR 259, which is spiritual sacrifices meet spiritual warfare. We covered about the law of sin and how the spirit of sin can come upon you after you transgress or you trespass the ways of the Most High. The spirit of sin can come upon you. You can hear more about it in TPR 259. 
And another scripture for that is James chapter 1, starting at line 12. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which Yahuwah has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of Elohim, for Elohim cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man works not the righteousness of Elohim. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and abundance of wickedness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Again, the word which is able to save your souls. Who is the word? Yahushua HaMashiach. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself, and goes his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect Torah of liberty, and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed." If any man among you seem to be observant and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's observance is vain. Pure observance and undefiled before Elohim and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. All right, so a lot of important scriptures there in James chapter 1. But to get back to this uh, sin... And even with this episode, this episode is called Say Less, line 26. If any man among you seem to be observant and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's observance is vain. And line 19, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. We'll get more to say less, but just keep those scriptures in mind. But as far as sin... Line 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So like we covered in 259, the law of sin is that when we transgress the ways of the Most High, then the spirit of sin can come upon us, and this proves it right here. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So this shows the progression of what happens. The transgression is lust. Because think about in Exodus 20, it says, You shall not lust after your neighbor's woman. You shall not lust after your neighbor's ox or his ass or anything that is your neighbor's, right? So just lusting after something or in, in other scriptures or other versions of the scripture, it's known as do not covet, right? It's known as coveting, but lusting, right? That's what it says. Uh, I'll just quickly get it. In Exodus chapter 20, so this is the statute of the Most High. Exodus 20, line 17, you shall not lust after your neighbor's house, you shall not lust after your neighbor's woman, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is your neighbor's, 
right? So we are not to lust after anything that is our neighbor's. Anything that is not ours, we are not to lust after it. And that is a statute in the Torah, in the scriptures, a statute not to lust, right? So what I'm saying is the progression of how sin comes upon us is when we trespass or we transgress the ways of the Most High. So the Torah says, do not lust. But in James chapter 1, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So this goes through the progression of how it happens. If you trespass and you transgress the ways of the Most High by lusting, then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. Then the spirit of sin comes upon you because you transgress the ways of the Most High. So we covered in 259 that if you trespass or you transgress, then the spirit of sin can come upon you. So then when lust has conceived, lust is the transgression, the trespass. When lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. Then the spirit of sin is brought forth unto you, comes upon you. And then even further, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death, right? Because if we're continually sinning, then we will not be saved, right? So the answer to this, like we covered in 259, is to offer up sin and trespass offerings through the high priest, Yahushua HaMashiach, just by your prayers. So when you notice that you trespass or you transgress the ways of the Most High, what's written in the Torah and in the Word, when you trespass or you transgress, then you pray to the Most High, Yah, I offer up a sin or a trespass offering through the high priest, Yahushua HaMashiach, for that transgression, and that will keep the spirit of sin off of you. And thus, by doing that, sin will not come upon you. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So you will have life because you're not sinning. You will not have sin on you because you're offering up and burning the spirit of sin through spiritual sacrifices, through the high priest, Yahushua Mashiach, just through your prayers, giving a sin and trespass offering. So the progression is when we trespass or we transgress, which are the same things, trespass and transgress are the same thing. So you can phrase it however you want. When we trespass or transgress the ways of the Most High, it brings forth sin. The spirit of sin can come upon us. And if the spirit of sin is on us, then we, that leads to death. We will not be able to enter into the kingdom because nothing that is defiled can enter into the kingdom. So spiritually, we have to be clean. And how are we clean? By offering up spiritual sacrifices through Yahushua HaMashiach. That's why Yah said he seeks those to worship him in spirit and in truth. You need the truth. You need Yahushua because if you don't have the high priest Yahushua HaMashiach, then you can't be offering up spiritual sacrifices to keep the spirit of sin off of you. And if you can't keep the spirit of sin off of you, you can't enter into the kingdom, which leads to death and it doesn't lead to life, you can't enter into the kingdom if the spirit of sin is on you. Why? Because nothing that defiles can enter it, enter into the kingdom. And Revelation 21, what we really need is the last line, 27, but I'll start at the first line, and it's speaking about New Jerusalem, and I saw a renewed heaven and a renewed earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, Yochanan, saw the holy city, renewed Jerusalem, coming down from Elohim out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her man. So this chapter 21 of Revelation is talking about renewed Jerusalem, right? And the last line of it, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's Sefer of life, right? So, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's Sefer of life. What is the opposite of life? Is death. 
And what did we see in James? The progression. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin when it is finished brings forth death. So when we trespass or we transgress by lusting or by doing anything that trespasses or transgressing, but lust is an example of that, then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. When we trespass or we transgress, the spirit of sin comes on us. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Because when the spirit of sin is on us, we cannot enter into life, into the kingdom Why? Because the spirit of sin is on us. We are defiled through that sin and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's Seifer of life. So that is the progression of how it goes. When we trespass or we transgress, the spirit of sin can come upon us. And when the spirit of sin is on us and we don't rebuke it and repent for it and offer up spiritual sacrifices through the high priest Yahushua Mashiach, then we have the dark side spirit of sin on us. And that leads to death because we are defiled spiritually and then we can't enter into the kingdom and have life. All right, so that is a progression. You can hear more about it in CPR 259. And again, I think just as far as this spiritual understanding, let's just read the entire Revelation chapter 21 because this is beautiful. And again, this is the goal. And I saw a renewed heaven and a renewed earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, Yochanan, saw the holy city, renewed Jerusalem, coming down from Elohim out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her man. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Elohim is with men, and he will tabernacle with them, and they shall be his people, and Elohim himself shall be with them, and be their Elohim. And Elohim shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his Elohim, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's woman." And he carried me away in the Ruach to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Yerushalayim, descending out of heaven from Elohim, having the glory of Elohim, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Yasharel. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lies four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed twelve thousand stadion. The length and the breadth and the height of it are all are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, a hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. 
and the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoprasis, the eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for Yahuwah Elohim Sevaoth and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of Elohim did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's Sefer of life. All praises, hallelujah, amen. And also, just to elaborate a little bit further about the sin and the transgressions, in 1 John chapter 3, line 6, Whosoever abides in him sins not. Whosoever sins has not seen him, neither known him. So I was talking about Yahusha, because even in line 5 right before that, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abides in him sins not. Whosoever sins has not seen him, neither known him. So how is this possible? Is because transgressions are separate from sins, and you'll hear more about this in 259, but the trespass and the transgressions lead to sin. So sin and transgression are different. The trespass and the transgressions lead to sin. So that progression that I mentioned is when you trespass or you transgress, and then you offer up a trespass offering in the high priest, Yahushua Mashiach, in his name and through him, that's how the spirit of sin will not come on you. And that's why it says, whosoever abides in him sins not, because we are abiding in Yahushua. So when we trespass or we transgress, we can offer up a trespass offering through Yahushua, and thus the spirit of sin doesn't come upon us, and thus we are sinning not. That's what that verse means. And you can hear more about that in 259. And then even in 1 John chapter 5, line 18, We know that whosoever is born of Elohim sins not, but he that is begotten of Elohim guards himself, and that wicked one touches him not. And we know that we are of Elohim, and the whole world lies in wickedness. And we know that the Son of Elohim has come, and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Yahushua HaMashiach. This is the true Elohim and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. So, Line 18 of 1 John chapter 5, we know that whosoever is born of Elohim sins not, but he that is begotten of Elohim guards himself, and that wicked one touches him not. That wicked one, the spirit of sin, touches us not, and we know that whosoever is born of Elohim sins not, right? So how are you not sinning? Is because first you have to trespass or transgress, and when you do that, that's when you offer up a spiritual sacrifice in the name of Yahushua Mashiach to keep the spirit of sin off of you. So that's how you are not sinning. That's what these verses mean is because the trespass and the transgression leads to sin. It brings the spirit of sin upon you. But if you offer up those spiritual sacrifices through the high priest, Yahushua Mashiach, it keeps the spirit of sin off of you. 
And that's what these verses mean. And that's what you can hear more about in CPR 259. And then another important scripture for you to read more on your own to help you understand about the feast days and the spiritual understanding of the feast days is Ezekiel chapter 45. I'll read some lines starting at line 18. Thus says Adonai Yahuwah, in the first month, in the first day of the month, you shall take a young bullock without blemish and cleanse the sanctuary. And then... Keep going in line 19. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering, see the sin offering, like I mentioned, the trespass offering and a sin offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering and put it upon the post of the house and upon the four corners of the settle of the altar and upon the post of the gate of the inner court. And so shall you do the seventh day of the month for everyone that errs and for him that is simple, so shall you reconcile the house. In the first month, in the fourteenth day of the month, you shall have the Passover, a feast of seven days, matzah shall be eaten. And upon that day shall the prince prepare for himself and for all the people of the land a bullock for a sin offering. In seven days of the feast he shall prepare an ascending smoke offering to Yahuwah, seven bullocks and seven rams without blemish, daily the seven days, and a kid of the goats daily for a sin offering. And he shall prepare an oblation of an ephah for a bullock, and an ephah for a ram, and a hin of oil for an ephah. In the seventh month, in the fifteenth day of the month, shall he do the like in the feast of the seven days, according to the sin offering, according to the ascending smoke offering, and according to the oblation, and according to the oil. So as far as matzah shall be eaten, unleavened bread shall be eaten, yes, it does say that. And obviously the Torah says to physically eat unleavened bread. But like we covered in CPR 253, bread tabernacle, the verse where Paul says, ye are matzah. Let's just get that again. First Corinthians chapter five, starting at line six. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are matzah, for even Mashiach our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the matzah of sincerity and truth. Who is the truth? Yahushua HaMashiach. Praise and glory to Yah. So we covered this more in CPR 253, Bread Tabernacle, but Paul tells us, Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, because that's what leaven is, malice, wickedness, hypocrisy. We covered those verses in this fifth season of TPR. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the matzah, the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So Paul is telling us to keep the feast with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, which is spiritual unleavened bread. And what does he say in line seven? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are matzah, as ye are unleavened bread. So we are the unleavened bread. We covered that in 253. We are the unleavened bread. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are matzah, as ye are unleavened bread. For even Mashiach, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the matzah of sincerity and truth. Who is the truth? Yahushua HaMashiach. So Paul says, therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the matzah of sincerity and truth, with the unleavened bread of sincerity, spiritual, and truth. The unleavened bread of Yahushua HaMashiach. That is what Paul, he says, <laughs> therefore let us keep the feast. 
not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. He said, keep the feast with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Who is the truth? Yahusha HaMashiach. So he's saying, keep the feast with the unleavened bread of Yahusha HaMashiach. Therefore, let us keep the feast with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, with the unleavened bread of sincerity and Yahusha HaMashiach. That's the spiritual unleavened bread. And he said, as ye are matzah, we are the unleavened bread. Just like Yahusha is the Passover lamb, spiritual. And he's the unleavened bread. Keep the feast with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, keeping it with Yahusha HaMashiach. That's the spiritual meaning. We covered that more in TPR 253, Bread Tabernacle. So clearly we could see that, and like we've covered, the Torah has become spiritual. So yes, in the Torah, it says, eat physical unleavened bread. In Ezekiel 45, like we'll get back to, it says, eat physical unleavened bread, but it's all become spiritual now in the seventh spiritual covenant of Messiah. So that is the deeper meaning that we have to understand. And Paul even says, ye are unleavened bread. So we are the unleavened bread. So if we are purging out the sin, the darkness, the malice, the wickedness out of us, we become the spiritual unleavened bread. And we are keeping the feast with the spiritual unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, the spiritual unleavened bread of Yahushua HaMashiach, right? But what I want to show you in Ezekiel 45, and like we've explained in TPR 250, and even recently in TPR 269, I did that visual breakdown. You can watch it on Spotify or follow the link in that episode description, 269, to watch the video, the visual breakdown of the feast days. And like we've explained since 250 is that the feast days mirror each other. What you do in the first month is the same thing that you do in the seventh month. In the first month, it's the start of the year. And at the seventh month, it's the start of the second half of the year. You're rededicating yourself at the start of the second half of the year in the seventh month. And you're dedicating yourself to the most high at the first month at the start of the year. And Ezekiel 45 proves that totally. Line 18 of Ezekiel 45, thus says Adonai Yahuwah, in the first month, in the first day of the month, you shall take a young bullock without blemish and cleanse the sanctuary. And in TPR 253, Bread Tabernacle, we covered the verse that says, we are, we are the tabernacle, right? So in the first month, we are cleansing the sanctuary, which is us now. So we're cleansing out the sin, the darkness, the wickedness at the start of the year. In the first month, we are cleansing the sanctuary, cleansing the tabernacle, which is us. So we are cleansing ourselves at the start of the year. And then it says, in the first month, in the 14th day of the month, you shall have the Passover, a feast of seven days, matzah shall be eaten. We just covered the spiritual meaning of that. And then... Line 23, in seven days of the feast, he shall prepare an ascending smoke offering to Yahuwah, seven bullocks and seven rams without blemish daily the seven days, and a kid of the goats daily for a sin offering, spiritual offering, spiritual sacrifices. And line 25, in the seventh month, in the 15th day of the month, shall he do the like in the feast of the seven days, according to the sin offering, according to the ascending smoke offering, and according to the oblation, and according to the oil. So in line 25, in the seventh month, in the 15th day of the month, which is the start of tabernacles, which mirrors the Feast of Unleavened Bread in the first month and the seventh month, shall he do the like in the Feast of the Seven Days. So what you do in the first month, seven days during Unleavened Bread, you do the exact same thing in the seventh month for quote-unquote tabernacles, and it's all spiritual now. So this verse in Ezekiel 45, read it for yourself, speaks about in the first month, we are cleansing the sanctuary because it's the start of the year, we're cleansing ourselves 
at the start of the year for another year of worship. And in the seventh month, shall he do the like in the feast of the seven days. You do the same thing in the seventh month as you do in the first month. Say less, praise Yahuwah, hallelujah. TPR 250, TPR 251, TPR 253, TPR 269. Check out those episodes and read Ezekiel 45 for yourself. All praises, hallelujah, amen. All right, and so I have a few more scriptures before this episode ends, but I think I will go back and do a quick review of TPR season five. Just go through each episode if you are new here. Uh, Like I said, the paradigm shift happened in TPR 250. The most important episode to start with is 251. You could check out 250, but start there if you are new here. But just to recap what we covered in TPR Season 5, the first episode of Season 5, TPR 231, is just the intro of Season 5. Very, very simplistic. 232 is Sefer Yermiyahu, which is the epistle of Jeremiah. We were just reading the epistle of Jeremiah in the Sefer. The Sefer Yermiyahu is, means the epistle of Jeremiah. TPR 233, Isolation and Solitude, is when it all started. Again, this is before the paradigm shift, but a lot of a lot of important things were started in 233. We have Matthew 25, a lot of verses written in that ep- from that chapter written in that episode description. We're going to finish this episode up with Matthew 25. I'll read that whole chapter, but I wrote again wrote those verses because I was referencing the parable of the talents in that episode 233, but I didn't fully read that chapter which were that parable i was just referencing it so i wrote it in the episode description for you to read another example of you know check out the episode description so you could see what we put in there we'll read matthew 25 to finish this episode uh tpr 234 feast days overview i was continuing thoughts from 233 important thoughts at the first half of the episode and then in the second half we were speaking about the feast days and some of the seeds were planted this was before the paradigm shift you can hear some of the seeds being planted but we were still kind of in that fleshly realm we we revised it and and fixed the points that we needed to by tpr 250 which was feast days revisited So 234 is Feast Day's overview. There's some good information in there, especially at the start of the episode, the first hour. It's a two-hour long episode. Second half was before the paradigm shift, but the seeds were being planted, and we finished it and fixed it in TPR 250, Feast Day's Revisited. TPR 235, Fasting Review. We spoke about a bunch of different types of fasts that you could do um, and things like that. It was in the spring. It was just a blessed time was TPR 235. TPR 236, Trees Part 3. And in that episode description, Luke 137, for with Elohim, nothing shall be impossible. Just like we referenced earlier, that's blessed, all praises. But that's Trees Part 3, speaking about, that's my third episode. There's Trees Part 2 in the first Trees episode. You can go back and listen to as well, speaking about marijuana, speaking about marijuana and things like that. But that was Trees Part 3. TPR 237, Reflection and Patience. Um. yeah, you could go back and listen to that as well. The, the episode description says, loving our neighbors as ourselves, entertaining angels unawares, Psalms 51 and 37 and more. That's TPR 237. TPR 238, shipped, seeking him first. The episode description says what it's like being self-employed and more importantly, what it truly means to genuinely seek the most high in his kingdom and his righteousness first. So pretty self-explanatory in that episode. Uh, some important seeds were planted in that episode as well. TPR 239, Sirach Ecclesiasticus. We were breaking bread and building in that episode. No pun intended. 
uh, reading a lot of verses from the book of Sirach and Ecclesiasticus. That was blessed all praises. TPR 240, Galatians, just reading the book of Galatians and the Sefer. TPR 241, Repentance, the not-so-obvious spiritual importance of repentance and more. Again, this was right before the paradigm shift, but that that's right there. TPR 241, Repentance. TPR 242, Job Birthdays, uh, speaking about the book of Job and kind of giving some some points about, you know, birthdays and the pagan aspect of birthdays and and some scriptures in there and stuff, the book of Job. TPR 243, Enoch warning, the episode description, Yahusha said unto him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him, John 14, 6 and 7. But TPR 243, Enoch warning, is me exposing those false doctrines of darkness that I mentioned earlier in this episode, people doubting the Messiah, people doubting the New Testament. It's an hour and 50 minute long episode. A lot of points in there, a lot of facts, a lot of proof, a lot of scriptures, a lot of fire. Praise and glory to Yahuwah through the name of Yahusha HaMashiach. Yahusha gave us authority to tread on snakes and scorpions. And that's what we did in TPR 243, Enoch warning. TPR 244, Clean Part 4. Again, this was a part four of a a thread of episodes that three parts came before it. And this just says, this episode has been in my draft since April, so here it is. Most high willing, I'll be back soon with more episodes. If you have any requests, topic ideas for an episode, email me at pod.tprgmail.com. That's what the episode description said for 244. Uh, If you have any episode requests or topic ideas, just like that said, you, you can always at any point in time email me uh, at pod.tpr at gmail.com. If you have questions, you want to just talk to me, you want to reach out to me, or if you have topic topic ideas, you can always reach out to me that way. TPR 245, Psalms 34, just reading Psalms 34. And that was really also planting seeds for the Psalms and Proverbs series that we started in this fifth season of TPR. We'll get to that, just reading Psalms and Proverbs. TPR 246, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, reading the books of Thessalonians and the Sefer. TPR 247, this is where the paradigm shift really starts getting going. TPR 247, 10 commandments. All right, we referenced that. TPR 248, fear of the Most High. And in that episode description, we put Joshua 1, 5 through 9. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moshe, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may guard to do according to all the Torah which Moshe, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper whithersoever you go. This sefer of the Torah shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may guard to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Have not I commanded you be strong and of a good courage be not afraid neither be dismayed for yahuwah elahaka is with you with whithersoever you go joshua 1 5 through 9 that was tpr 248 fear of the most high talking about uh some scriptures and just kind of elaborating on fear of the most high but i even said in that episode that's kind of a if you know you know type of topic like no one can tell you how to fear the most high it's just if you know you know 
And keep that in mind because we're going to speak about say less. It all goes together. Say less. If you know, you know. It's kind of all the same thing. We'll get there at the end of this episode. TPR 249, Beloved Spiritual Warfare, is the first of the Spiritual Warfare thread. We had five episodes in this fifth season of TPR. TPR 250, Blessings, Feast Days Revisited. I already mentioned that. That's where the paradigm shift happened. We spoke about the feast days. We revisited the feast days and everything like that. TPR 251, Spiritual Sacrifices, is, I think, the most important episode or one of the most important podcast episodes I've ever done, Glory to the Most High. That is the best place to start. TPR 251, Spiritual Sacrifices, super important. And we put John chapter 15, 1 through 17 in that episode description. I am the vine of truth, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch of me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the Netzraim. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my Talmudium. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye guard my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have guarded my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if at ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Adonai does, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. John 15, 1-7. TPR 252, Armor, Spiritual Warfare, Part 2. All right, that episode description has Matthew ten thirty four through 39. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that takes not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. That's Matthew 10, 34-39. TPR 253, Bread Tabernacle. The episode description says, Additional scriptures showing just how spiritual Messiah's covenant truly is. All praise of the Most High. We referenced that earlier, self-explanatory. TPR 254, Canal 104. We had... My big bro, Canal 104, on the episode. It's a video podcast you can watch on Spotify, listen to on all the platforms, but you can watch it on Spotify. TPR 255, Cafe Vibes, is another 
uh, video podcast that you can watch on Spotify. And I put 2 Corinthians chapter 3 in that episode description. Do we begin again to commend ourselves or need we as some others books of commendation to you or books of commendation from you? Ye are our for written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the Sefer of Mashiach ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Ruach of the living Elohim, not on sapphire stones, but in fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Mashiach to Elohim word. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of Elohim who also has made us able ministers of the renewed covenant, not of the letter, but of the Ruach. For the letter kills, but the Ruach gives life. But if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Yashorel cannot steadfastly behold the face of Moshe for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Ruach be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect, by reason of the glory that excels. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remains is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moshe, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Yashrael could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished, but their minds were blinded. For until this day remains the same veil untaken away in the reading of the ancient covenant, which veil is done away in Mashiach. But even unto this day, when Moshe is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to El Yahuwah, the veil shall be taken away. Now Yahuwah is that Ruach, and where the Ruach Yahuwah is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of Yahuwah, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Ruach Yahuwah. And that was Second Corinthians chapter 3. TPR 256, Bro, Spiritual Warfare Part 3 was an episode primarily for the bros. While also insightful for the ladies, TPR 256 was an episode primarily for the bros. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1-9 Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by Adonai Yahusha, that as ye have received of us how you ought to walk and to please Elohim, so you would abound more and more. For you know what commandments we gave you by Adonai Yahusha. For this is the will of Elohim, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the passionate lust, even as the other nations which know not Elohim that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that Yahuwah is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For Elohim has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but Elohim, who has also given unto us his Ruach HaKadosh. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye, for ye yourselves are taught of Elohim to love one another." That was 1 Thessalonians 4, 1-9. through 9. TPR 257, Endure Spiritual Warfare, Part 4. And we put Hebrews 6, 14 and 15, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. 
And then Hebrews 10, 35 through 39, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of Elohim, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. TPR 258, Delivered Spiritual Warfare, Part 5. And this was 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 49 through 58, which we read earlier. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Elohim. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the shofar shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Sheol, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the Torah. But thanks be to Elohim, which gives us the victory through our Adonai Yahusha HaMashiach. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of Yahuwah, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in Yahuwah. All praises, hallelujah. TPR 259, Spiritual Sacrifices Meet Spiritual Warfare. We covered that earlier. TPR 260, Structured Spiritual Sacrifices. Psalms 55, 16 through 18. As for me, I will call upon Elohim, and Yahuwah shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He has delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. Right, And that's when we introduced, we were speaking about the times of prayer, the hours of prayer, structured spiritual sacrifices, TPR 260. And then TPR 261 was Psalms 1 through 6, and we were introducing the Psalms and Proverbs series, All Praise to the Most High. Starting this thread of episodes, Most High Willing, that's going to continue into Season 6, which is what majority of Season 6 is going to be, is just reading scriptures. So we started it with this Psalms and Proverbs series, and that's the direction that this podcast series is going into, just reading scriptures. It's going to be less, say less, less talking of me, and more just reading scriptures, storing up the word like we covered in the last episode, TPR 270. We're almost there. But 262 was Proverbs chapter 1, TPR 263 was Proverbs 2, 3, TPR 264, Proverbs 4, 6, TPR 265, hours of prayer. That was really important as well. A lot of important information about the times of prayer, the spiritual sacrifices through Yahushua Mashiach, as well as other important scriptures and points in TPR 265, hours of prayer. TPR 266, Marriage Council. I put a link to a video showing the process of marriage and things leading up to marriage. Really important video in that episode description, 266, Marriage Council. TPR 267, Marriage Concluded. I was giving some additional thoughts, speaking about the spiritual dowry and how these daughters of the Most High belong to the Heavenly Father. And so the Heavenly Father is not going to give us His daughter 
And so the spiritual dowry has been paid until we put in enough spiritual work to the Most High, working for Yahuwah the Father so that we can receive his spiritual daughter. That's TPR 267, marriage concluded for now. TPR 268, Psalms and Proverbs chapter 7 through 10, reading both. Psalms 7 through 10, Proverbs 7 through 10. TPR 269, Feast Days Visual Breakdown. I mentioned that earlier. It has the updated times of prayer in that episode description. And you could see the visual explanation about the feast days completely mirroring each other in the first month, the seventh month. And in the middle of that is Shavuot gathering up spiritual fruit to the Most High. And my last episode, TPR 270, Famine of the Word. We already read the verses that were in that episode description. So that is where we are now here in TPR 271, Say Less, the season five finale, season five finale, glory and praise of the Most High. And one other point from my last episode as well, we were speaking about social media, the famine of the word and things like that. And another thing too is like, here's another thing that I'll say with social media and with these algorithms, we spoke about how Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, in the last episode, we mentioned how all those platforms, they're dark side, they're run by the dark side, spiritually, physically coming from the dark side. And I said that those algorithms are now being run by AI. And something else that I noticed that is definitely happening on YouTube, if not on Instagram and stuff is, you know, these people who are posting a bunch of content or content creators or whatever, or Christians or bloggers and stuff, posting on YouTube, I've seen multiple people posting videos with titles like this, like the Holy Spirit put this uh, video on your timeline for a reason, or the Holy Spirit made sure that you're seeing this video. And a lot of these videos are people like praying on camera, camera, which we covered all throughout this fifth season of TPR not to do in Matthew chapter six. We covered Matthew six so much all throughout this fifth season of TPR. But a lot of these videos, people are like, it's them praying on camera. Matthew 6, don't do that. But it's them like praying on camera or just any video, lukewarm Christian or whatever. And the title of the videos are like, the Holy Spirit put this put this video on your timeline for a reason. And again, these algorithms, these timelines, and people are literally saying, like we covered in the last episode, how in the last days, AI is going to be inhabited by demons. Demons are going to be inhabiting AI. And the YouTube algorithm is AI. The Instagram algorithm is AI. So now people are getting into the algorithm is showing them that video, but they're literally saying the Holy Spirit made sure that you saw this. But it's literally the Instagram algorithm or the YouTube algorithm. So they're now confusing the dark side demonic run AI algorithm and trying to claim that as it's the Holy Spirit or the Most High or things like that, which is a a complete. If you listen to my last episode, you know exactly what I'm saying. Say less if you know, you know. And that's what leads me to this episode being called Say Less because That's where this podcast series is going. Like I mentioned in the last episode, the next episode is season six, y'all willing, and it's going to be season six and moving forward on this podcast series is going to be majority reading scriptures. It's going to be less of me talking, 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 less to say, and more storing up the word and reading the words and things like that. 
And the reason I say, if you know, you know, if you get it, you get it, say less, all that goes together. Because like I mentioned with TPR 248, fear the most high, no one can explain to you why we should fear the most high or how how to fear the most high. It's really a, if you know, you know, type of thing. And really with a lot of this stuff, a lot of these explanations or a lot of these things that we're talking about, it's, it's, if you know, you know, like I, I can only explain like about the feast days or anything that we've covered, like. Some people might hear me saying like, oh, the feast days are not about physical unleavened bread or a physical tabernacle. And the people that disagree with that, like there's no, there's nothing I can do to explain to them to view it how I view it. There's nothing I can do to take them. I mean, I can try, but what I'm saying is if you know, you know, if you feel and understand the spiritual nature of Messiah's covenant, like, you know, you don't really need me explaining it. You don't, you know what I'm saying? If you know, you know, say less, like that's it. So that's what this is becoming is like all this chatter and all this w- talking back and forth. And that's what we were talking about in the last episode of why I'm getting away from social media and even speaking so much on this podcast is because there's only so much you can say. And a lot of this stuff, like words are getting twisted around, like people are twisting everybody's words. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an argument. Everybody, it's just like, blah, blah, blah. It's just too much noise. And it's like, if you understand what we're saying and what we're doing and you want to be here listening, like, yes, you are here for a reason. Praise God for that. All glory to the most high, all praises. That's blessed. But I'm not trying to keep people here. I'm not trying to convince people to come here and all oh, listen to my stuff or come stay in my echo chamber. We covered that in the last episode. That's not what I'm trying to do and those that understand and feel the spiritual power they they understand and those that don't get it there's not really much you could do that's why it's if you know you know if you get it you get it say less like literally and so the story about say less is a couple months ago in this fifth season of tpr like say less is like a phrase that you know people in the world say or i've said and i like i have said that for years like it's not a new saying right So I kind of always said, say less. And then recently I started saying it again, like in this, over the course of this year, 2023. And as I started to think about it, I was like, actually say less. Like, that's why I always say it in these episodes. Now I'm like, say less. It's become like a catchphrase of mine, like a phrase that I, I keep saying. And it's because really the scriptures in itself are kind of, the scriptures really in a lot of places instruct us to say less. Um, if you will, just a, a perfect example of that is in Proverbs chapter 10, line 19. In the multitude of words, there lacks not sin, but he that refrains his lips is wise. And y'all willing, as we go further into Proverbs and Psalms and all these wisdom, spiritual books, like, again, if you know, you know, if you know the scriptures, you know that the whole scriptures in itself kind of instruct you to say less. In my last episode 270, we covered James chapter three about the tongue is a little member, but it brings like, we're blessing the most high with our tongue. And then we're also cursing men, which is not how it should be. Like, Blessing and cursing come from the tongue. And it's saying like, if you're a wise man, you'll be saying less. Like what I'm saying is, if you know, you know, as you read the scriptures more and we'll see it more through Psalms and Proverbs, y'all willing, but you'll just kind of see the whole, a lot of the theme of the scriptures is like, say less, like don't have idle words. Don't be babbling. Don't be gossiping. It's just like, say less, like, bro, like, so what I'm saying is, I just found myself over the past year, like starting to say that phrase, say less again. 
And as I started analyzing, I'm like, yo, this is actually a good, this is actually a good phrase to kind of live by is like, say less, like talk less, like stop gossiping. You know what I'm saying? Like say less, that's it. So it was funny. I started saying that phrase again in 2023 and I'm like, this is a theme of the scriptures. So that's why then I started saying it on the pod and just, you know, like I said, like how, like I said in the last episode, how much more is this going to go on for? Like how much more can we convince people of this or of that? Like how much more is it going to go on for? How much more are we going to debate? And like I said, the hedge in the last episode, I said that hedge that was once on Instagram and these social plat- social media platforms is not there anymore. The hedge is not there. So again, now people's words are getting twisted around. And like I said, everyone has an opinion and everyone has an argument and blah, blah. It's just like, bro, it's too much. We got to say less. That's it. Say less. All praises. Hallelujah. Amen. If you know, you know. Praise Yah. And the other part of the story, too, is then once I started saying say less again on the pod and just in my life and stuff, I then remembered that the Rock I Bar actually has a song called Say Less, which is going to be the outro for this episode Say Less by Dirac Ibar. And this song is the outro song on Dirac's album called 1159, which that album is on YouTube. It's on SoundCloud. It's not on the major streaming platforms currently, but Dirac Ibar's album 1159 is on YouTube and SoundCloud. And literally, you're going to hear as I play the outro music, there's little like dialogue. And like the whole album is is essentially like a movie that you listen to. There's characters, there's talking, there's dialogue all throughout the the album 1159 by the rock I bar. So you'll hear a little bit of it. You won't really understand the full context of what's going on in this scene that you're about to hear before the song plays. But That'll that might inspire you to go listen to Dirac Ibar's album 1159. The outro song today is the outro from that album, Say Less by Dirac Ibar. All praises. So that was blessed. Like, I was like, yeah, like starting to say, say less more. And I'm like, yo, I remembered. I'm like, Dirac literally has a song called Say Less. So I'm like, this is a perfect way to end season five of TPR. In the intro for season five, the song that we started this season with was another song by Dirac Ibar, the 144 freestyle number two, the answer, which was speaking about the answer is faith. So if there was one word to start season five of TPR, it was the word faith, the answer, it was faith. And if there is one or two words to end the fifth season of TPR, it's say less. And you can hear everything that we covered in between. In this fifth season of TPR, we just went through all the episodes. So from faith to say less and everything in between is all right here for you. If you have any questions or suggestions or anything you want to say to me, the best way to reach me is by email pod.tpr at gmail.com. Going into 2024, y'all willing, I have no plans to go on to Instagram indefinitely i don't know when i will be on instagram in 2024 so i have no plans to go on and check or to log into the app or check my messages or anything like that so my instagram is wilson ryan underscore underscore but i'm really not there and going into 2024 i have no plans i don't know how long if and when i'll get back on there or what but the best way to reach me is by email pod.tpr at gmail.com most high willing in the next episode in the first episode of 2024 the season six intro i will give y'all another way to reach out to me but regardless in the time being and even after that the best way to reach me send me an email pod.tpr at gmail.com 
All praise in the Most High for preserving us for another season of TPR. I know a lot of you were new uh, to this series in this fifth season of TPR in 2023. So thank you for, you know, supporting and listening and, and just being there spiritually for supporting me as a person and on my walk. We are in this walk together. We are brothers and sisters out here. Iron sharpens iron. So a lot of you... I could give a bunch of shout outs for a lot of people that played a big part in season five of TPR. A lot of you edified me, helped me, encouraged me, helped me to a lot like these understandings and things that we spoke about and conclusions that we we drawn to. There's quite a few of you that helped me to reach those conclusions and get that understanding. It's all glory and praise of the most high, but my brothers, even a sister out there, if it wasn't for you guys, this fifth season of TPR would not exist the way that it was. So shout out to you for that. And we give all praise and glory to the most high. It's his praise. It's his glory forever and ever. It's his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding, his conclusions, everything that he helped us to reach. It's his glory and his praise forever. Praise Yahuwah, the father, the only Elohim, our Abba, through the high priest, Yahushua HaMashiach, the righteous. Praise and glory to Yah. And for real, I do appreciate all of y'all that listen. Um, and that are walking with me. We are out here together, all praises. And um, yeah, so appreciate you. Stay strong, stay full of faith. Keep walking, keep growing, keep striving, all praises. And uh, Most High Willing will be back for season six of TPR, another season. Praise the Most High that he preserved all of us, right? That we're even here listening right now. And that I'm here recording. Praise the Most High that He preserved us. And um, the last uh, verses that I will read in season five is going to be Matthew chapter 25. But before that, let's hit up some verses in Isaiah, starting around uh, chapter 40. Isaiah 40, starting at line 28. Have you not known, have you not heard that Elohai Alam, Yahuwah, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon Yahuwah shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 41, 13. For I, Yahuwah Elahaka, will hold your right hand, saying unto you, Fear not, I will help you. Isaiah 41, line 20 that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of Yahuwah has done this and the Holy One of Yasharel has created it. And Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. But now thus says Yahuwah that created you, O Yaakov, and he that formed you, O Yasharel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. For I am Yahuwah Elohaka, the Holy One of Yasharel, your Savior. I gave Mitzrayim for your ransom, Cush and Siva for you. All right, beloved, and now let's finish Season 5 of TPR with Matthew chapter 25. All praise in the Most High forever and ever. Praise Yahuwah through Yahusha. Hallelujah. Keep the faith. 
be strong, be encouraged, be blessed, be happy, be at joy, faith, and love. Matthew 25 Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom comes, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Adonai, Adonai, open to us. But he answered and said, Amen, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Adam comes. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and dug in the earth and hid his Adonai's money. After a long time the Adonai of those servants came and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Adonai, you delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Adonai said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Adonai. He also that had received two talents came and said, Adonai, you delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Adonai said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Adonai. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Adonai, I knew that you are a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the earth. Lo, there you have that is yours. His Adonai answered and said unto him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. You ought therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which has ten talents. For unto everyone that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the son of Adam shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. 
Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Adonai, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come unto you? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Amen, I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Adonai, when did we see you hungry, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto you? Then shall he answer them, saying, Amen, I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Where's Michael? Michael! Where you at? I'm right here. I'm right here. What's going on? What's going on? Why didn't you just tell me up front? Because I couldn't say it like that. I you gave me all of these numbers for I know. what? I know. It was important. I had to tell you. I was instructed. Explain this to me. It's, it's time. It's time. When I did the math. I got 2020 in 2027. I what is know. This? I know. This is the great tribulation. It's begun. So it's about to start. No, it has begun. Why me? You could have told anybody. Why'd you tell me? You're not the only one. There are thousands of others. You have to do this. It's not about, I don't care about music. It's, this is it, bigger than music. I don't care about I, rap. The, the music was important. You needed that platform to say this. They're listening right now. Right, right. Salak, salak. You needed this right now. All of those numbers led you to 2020 and 2027. You have to do this. Put it on your album. 1159. Go do the work. It's time. Okay. Say less. It's time to ride out. Didn't believe it would get to this point. I'm thankful that I'm able to see it. I just pray the album will protect us as we go out into this world. And we face this tribulation. So I'ma say less. I won't even waste my time. What's the point of being a light if it never shines? So I'ma say less. Would you believe me if I told you? Tell you quite as good as I can show you in times. So I'ma say Look, less. Uh, doing more, saying less. 
Was relaxing on a day of rest until I got inspired Ain't even put this on paper yet, tomorrow's back to work A elder told me save your check, cause down the line you regret if you ain't invest Sin is lurking, can you tame your flesh? You really got in the peace, then you a major threat The scriptures is on me now, I'm armed and dangerous Wages of sin is death, can you pay that debt? We too close to the end, I can't afford to lack Cause once you cross over, ain't no going back I'll be judged by every choice that I made in this body So before I judge, look at the man in the mirror Self-reflection, my understanding is clearer Pray to Abba be with us through this tribulation Cause it's getting dangerous I know the kingdom's coming But will I really make it? Say less I won't even waste my time What's the point of being a light If it never shines So I'ma say Shayak, the bread of life, who some call Jesus Christ, our Savior. Abba be with you. Shalom.